Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Niven. And I'm Jacob Russell. And today we are taking a look at Escape from L.A. Sequel to John Carpenter's classic, I feel it's fair to call Escape from New York a classic. I believe it inspired countless uh, other movies, most notably of which the video game in Metal Gear Solid got its protagonist. I mean, if we didn't have Escape from New York, we wouldn't have all these fucking... Um well, Mad Max had a bit to do with it as well, but we wouldn't have Mad Max these, had a lot. To we, do wouldn't, with it. we wouldn't have all these fucking like uh, Italian post-apocalyptic like gladiator movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> good but, shit. But uh, I don't know about good shit. But <laughs> oh no, it's, yeah, not good shit. Fun shit though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that kind of that describes this movie very accurately. It might not be a good movie, but god damn, it's fun at points, man. It's it's mm-hmm. hard to deny that. Mm-hmm. But before we begin, uh, I think we should talk a little bit. We were talking about this on the phone yesterday, right? Yes. I want to mention something called synchronicity to you. Okay, yes, this is this is important. <laughs> Go ahead. So, I don't know if this has happened to you before. Uh, it's but, happened to me a couple of times. But um, me and uh, Ben were talking about DJ Casper, the guy who did the cha-cha slide. I can't remember if it was on... The Village of the Damned episode, or if it was on a, or if it was on, if it, was on it might have been on a stream that we were yeah. talking about it. Because I'm pretty sure we're talking about school discos. Uh huh. So, I could have been either, right? But we were uh, talking about him. We talked about him. Day uh, after we were talking about him, the man died. Yeah. <laughs> the age of the age of fifty-eight from cancer, some description, right? The following day. So what the fuck? And then and then uh, William Friedkin directed The Exorcist. Me and my mum, you know, my mum grew up in the seventies. So we were talking about 70s horror movies. Uh, yes, yes. She mentioned The Exorcist and how uh, she remembers the red carpet event and all that shit for it, you know? Oh, and the oh. uh, day after we were talking about him, he died. <laughs> yeah. And then on a less dark note, <laughs> I was thinking about bands I like. There's a lot of bands I like, right? But three in particular, I was thinking, I haven't had an album from either of these bands in a while. I want my shady black metal. <laughs> shady black metal. <laughs> Where I'm sitting there being like, I don't know what these people's views are, and at this point, I don't care. I want, I just want some <laughs> albums from them, right? Two bands: Krieg <laughs> and Enstel, <laughs> right? Fuck me. And literally, two days after I was thinking about this, and a new album was announced, and then there was Sulfur Aeon, who are Lovecrafty and death metal from Germany, right? But they uh, they make some really good shit. They do, uh, and then they came out. They were coming out with a new album as well. Synchronicity is fucking weird. Yeah, it is a very strange feeling. Yeah, many as we have, but you know. Yeah, um, it's, it's going well. So thank you very much, everyone who has been supporting the show and listening. Uh, whether that's through just listening to it on Spotify, whether it's coming through uh, our page on Red Circle, even coming through the live streams that me and Jacob will do together occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, appreciate you all. It's fucking great to be doing this and oh. glad to hear that you all enjoy it. I wasn't there for the stream, but uh, Ben was telling me about uh, fucking your... Is she a moderator on your page? No, 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 but... Uh, uh, she's just a friend of the channel. Uh, username, username is Miss Vincent. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came up with what is quite possibly like I'm tempted to put it as the description for the overall show because of how fucking spot on it is uh, she basically just put up a post that simply says uh, Ben in movies mm-hmm. Jacob movies mm-hmm. Ben words Jacob concerning non sequitur <laughs> yeah 
back to Ben. Why are you like this? That was the. <laughs> I mean, we have noticed that a lot of the folk that listen from the UK just accept it for what it is. You know. Yeah, like <laughs> this is again the difference in our audiences here. Like folk that listen to us from the UK are mostly just being like, oh yeah, you guys kind of know your shit when you're talking about movies for the most part. You do a good bit of research and it's some interesting stuff, and occasionally you are funny. Mm-hmm. All of our like international audience, like Europe, US, that kind of thing, are just baffled by our lives. I think they're just just baffled by Scotland. They're just conf- they're confused by Ca- <laughs> they're, they're confused by Caledonia. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you equated us to the Florida, the UK, and I equated us to the Poland of the UK, but. <laughs> I don't know some fucked shit is going on. <laughs> so, you know, it's just how it is. It's how we live our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this movie, Escape from LA, um, just a yeah. bit of forewarning for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. When we were watching this, I was getting fucked on Maker's Mark the entire time. So, uh, my opinion on this movie might be a bit skewed because I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I had a great time. You, you thoroughly enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Courtesy yeah. of uh, of Maker's Mark, which is a fine bourbon, mm-hmm. uh, very nice. <laughs> Just drinking Maker's Mark till about four in the morning. It was great. So. Fucking hell! <laughs> you've, you've truly become a creative. You're staying up to four in the morning, drinking whiskey and watching shitty movies. <laughs> and then when I came over to yours today, I brought uh, a fucking Welsh one. So I brought a Welsh whiskey. What's the name of that stuff again? Penderyn Myth. Yes. <laughs> fucking gorgeous by the way it is good oh my god that was lovely we had a wee drama of this before we kicked off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just because you brought it around because I, we both like our we both enjoy a wee dram mm-hmm. to, would it even be called a dram if it's a, if it's a Welsh whiskey I think it's a, dra, is it, is it a dram just, specific to scotch I don't think so isn't dram just fucking dram's just whiskey isn't yeah just have a wee dram have a uh, wee drink but I know dram's specific to whiskey though yeah, who fuck knows I don't know nah fuck it but we had a wee dram uh, uh, I don't know whiskey. shit about whiskey. I just like it. I, <laughs> I know a wee bit about it, but again, I just I know what I like, man. It's fucking good shit. <laughs> but yeah, normally I wouldn't go for a whiskey as sweet as uh, as Penderin, but holy fuck, it was yeah, really good. really nice, man. Very citrusy. Yeah, yes. yeah, citrusy. A wee bit of kind of was like candied pear, like mm. kind of like not candied. Sorry, what was it? Caramelized. Yeah, yeah, caramelized it? That's what it kind of tasted mm. like. It was like a very sweet pear. Finally. The Welsh have something apart from Gavin and Stacey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and sheep. Fuck up. The Welsh gave the Welsh gave us Giggs, alright? Giggs was a fucking phenomenal player. Ryan Giggs? Yeah. Wasn't there another Giggs? There was, yeah. Can't mm. remember though. Ryan Giggs, isn't he an alleged sex pest? Yeah, but I mean, you know, they can't <laughs> be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he's Wills' greatest son. Never mind the fact he might be a rapist. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> but, but no, like, <laughs> Let's get the time on how long it took us to say some out-of-pocket shit. Uh, ten minutes. <laughs> Wales is the laughing stock of the UK. <laughs> no, no, not quite. Who? What? Fucking us. <laughs> ah, we're more relevant than they are, though. Yeah, but we're, come on, if I'm, literally every major thing to come out of Scotland, at least in terms of entertainment, has been related to laughing at Scotland. Mm. So, Escape from LA. Uh, I would describe this movie as a roller coaster of quality. Some of it's good, some of it's shite. And uh, it will have, yeah, it has like its 
It's proper high octane, awesome moments. Even some of the quieter moments are really fucking good. And then shortly after that, sometimes even the following scene will just be absolute dogdom mm. and just absolutely like, ridiculous to the point of near fucking parody. Uh, it's just it's a it's a weird and wonderful movie that at points feels like it's it's basically following the exact same story as Escape from New York, which is a valid criticism of the movie, and that it is essentially just Escape from New York, but with somewhat higher stakes. Different circumstances kinda, as well. Um, slightly different circumstances in terms to the inciting incident of... Like, I'd, say di- I'd say different circumstances. I mean, like, in Escape from New York, he was forced to fight in a wrestling gladiator match, whatever. And this one, he's forced to do basketball. In <laughs> um, yeah. uh, yeah. the LA Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see that too. Yeah. But, you know. Is it the Coliseum or is it the SoFi Stadium? It's not the... Uh, I think it's the Coliseum. Yeah. Or the Olympic Auditorium. I can't remember. They don't actually state which one it is in the film. No. But I don't know. They just give a rough location of where it is. I don't know. I'm assuming it's the Coliseum for the joke that the LA Coliseum has become a literal Coliseum where we're now seeing like kind of gladiator esque mm-hmm. kind of sports stuff mm-hmm. going down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Kurt Russell is once again Snake Plissken, does his same kind of whispering through half the fucking movie. Call me Snake. Call me Plissken. Like that pish. <laughs> Uh, interesting fact about the film though Kurt Russell has a writing credit on this one he produced it as well yes uh, so shall we get into it yes okay what did you make of the opening soundtrack I fucking love the soundtrack to this movie no the opening so the opening score shall I say fucking love it well like the country twang and all that shit how fucking 80s is this opening score for a 90s flick they're just using the music from the first one pretty much. But yeah, they've just, they've like, just it the here's the here's the fun thing about the score for this movie. Mm-hmm. As the movie gets on, it feels like it progresses through time. So it starts off as eighties as fuck, and then in the next scene, it's sort of late to mid eighties, and then out of nowhere we get surfer rock, which is smacked up in the middle of the nineties. So it's kind of throughout the first like the opening scenes. It's like the score itself is almost transitioning through to the the time in which the film is set. I mean, when you when you or go to the time in which the film was made, yeah, I when should you, say when you go from we get a new metal car chase for fuck's sake at one point, which lasts like five seconds, but it's great. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty sure, like you know, it's it's kind of weird going from like some seventy sounding country rock type stuff. Not even country rock. It's it's not even country. It's not fair to call it that. Twangy shite, I like Twangy rock, yeah. Aye. And then, like, I don't know, ha- half an hour later, you've got Tool and the Butthole Surfers blasting at you, and you're sitting yeah. like, alright, <laughs> cool. Here we fucking go. Alright, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, this is where we get, so, we are into, we are given a brief sort of montage of how LA came to be what it is at the point in this film. So, essentially what happened is, the... US started become became like the model US effectively and started essentially turns into like nineteen eighty four kind of stuff where cunts are getting arrested for what's considered to be model crimes. So we see like atheists getting picked up, we see prostitutes getting picked up, we see one of the characters is a Muslim. He uh, runaways, one of the characters is a Muslim and was arrested for being such. 
And then uh, later on down the movie, one of them says, um, uh, Stacy Keach's character says, uh, you know, there's no, there's Snake asks for a cigarette. Snake, no, no, Snake no, there's no smoking. Yeah, Snake asks for a cigarette. He says there's no smoking, no drugs, no no sex, no unless swearing, you're married, of course. No swearing, no yeah. red meat. <laughs> yeah, red meat was a weird one. Uh, that's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we get a not so subtle nod to the current authoritarian state of the US with the design of the police force. They straight up have like a Nazi fucking eagle on their on their stuff, man. It's slightly altered to look more like the sort of American bald eagle as opposed to the fucking like SS shit. It kind of reminded me of like if the OCP logo fucked the Nazis, you know? Holy shit, yeah, that's spot on. It's got like that kind of <laughs> angular look yeah. of like the OCP from Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's fucked me up a little bit. That's <laughs> my uh, my whiskey dog was been watching. That's dead. That's yeah. fucking dead on. Did you recognise who played the uh, the president? Yeah, I don't know who. It's Uncle Ben and the Tobey Maguire. <laughs> fucking you, yeah. Cliff Roberts and Uncle Ben's a fascist. <laughs> he deserved to die. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church did the world good. Sandman did good. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot they retconned it so that fucking Sandman killed him. Did he or was it? Uh, I can't, I, well, we'll get to those movies at some point, but whatever. It's uh, like, so Sandman didn't kill him, but he was like the he was, there. he was there. He was like the getaway guy, so he's so Toby holds him responsible when he's hold has like the symbiote on him, but then forgives him when the symbiote comes off and all he's that. He's What? He's Hershey. Fuck off. We'll get to that. In a bit. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a bit, right? Uh, this oh, this fucking movie. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, there's earthquakes in LA in the year 2000. That, Wasn't it 98? Nope, there's small earthquakes and then the big ones in the year 2000 and that's mm. what turns LA into an island which the US essentially use the same way that, funny we mentioned that earlier, the same way that the UK used Australia uh, all those years ago as essentially a hub to deport all of its major criminals to this place. Hell yeah. <laughs> no. Were you under the impression, because I certainly was, Mm. that maybe Cliff Roberts and the, the president President Adams his name um, mm-hmm. if uh, him and his government were responsible for that yes and no uh, I feel like it's kind, it's slightly implied with the way they're talking about like all of these fucking things but I don't know how they would instigate an earthquake fuck those guys like that sci-fi movies you know what I mean figure that way Speaking of, speaking of, I feel like if that's something that could have been explored if the film was maybe a little bit more interested in going down the mm. like the satire route and the general mm. like you know admonishment of the government but it feels like it kind of we'll get into this a little bit later but you know I feel like that's maybe one of those instances where you know he pulled back a little bit in terms of the the satire of this movie yeah because that's almost going a bit too much like the movie uh, did you ever watch the movie The Core no which was that Michael Bay movie that Michael Bay didn't do because it's not actually got anything to do with Michael Bay but it's the most Michael Bay movie there is right it came out like 2002 yeah sci-fi movie of Aaron Eckhart right and like uh, and uh, the whole premise is the core of the earth stops spinning 
So they have to okay, send right. That's an apocalypse event. <laughs> yes. As soon as that happens, the world's dead. Yeah. So they have to send. So they have to send this massive drilling machine down into the Earth's core with this team on it to like fucking set a bomb off that'll make it spin again. It's fucking stupid, right? That's so. Dumb. It is a movie we're going to have to do at some point, right? It's so dumb. <laughs> it came out during that sort of time period where like Armageddon and fucking Day After Tomorrow and all that oh, shit. Oh yeah. Like, oh, what was that mad lava movie that came out? It was like the big volcano and like. The, Fucked through early. I think it was volcano. Just volcano. volcano. Yeah. There was two. There was volcano and there was Dante's Peak. That's the one thing. Not just Dante's like uh, Peak. just like there was Armageddon and there was Deep Impact. The same. Yeah, movie. yeah. <laughs> there was also a, there was a Sylvester Stallone movie. It was like an earthquake or something. I think it was called Daylight. It was like that as well. But yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this was, and then you get like Twister and things like that. <laughs> but no, I, I don't know if the government caused all that shit. But you know, it would be. Interesting. I feel like they could have. Yeah. Uh, LA becomes an island where the US deports all of its undesirables. We then skipped forward to the far flung future of 2013. Hell yeah. Uh, I had just started college uh, <laughs> this year in 2013. What was I doing in 2013? <laughs> let's not say. Um, uh, so let's. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, you were in college, you were studying film and broadcasting. I was in the second year at Air. Yeah, you were film and broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah, and I was acting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, so and this is where we get uh, some more some CGI from this movie. Oh, we need God. to we need to talk about the special effects in this movie. There is the some practical effects. I will say, like some of the practical explosions and the squibs going off. There's some are map, very well done. Yeah, there's still some map some, paintings. There's some map paintings that are used out there good. that are fucking beautiful. Like there's, one that's, there's one that stands out to me that's pretty good as when uh, is it, is it when like, he's walking into the like down the main street in LA and you see like just before the hospital scene no it's just after that right it's when he's walking on the freeway and uh, he runs into the he doesn't really run into them because he doesn't interact with them but the group of folk just praying oh yeah yeah the map painting in the background of that yeah that's, yeah, that's cool. beautiful yeah but uh even by the standards of the time, which this film was released in 1996. Mm-hmm. Let's put this in perspective, right? This was released in 96, two years after Jurassic Park. With a budget a mere $10 million lower than Jurassic Park. This what the film fuck had a budget happened? Of, Where did all the money go? This <laughs> film had a budget of, what was it, $50 million? Yeah. Jurassic Park had 60. 63, I believe, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, let's not yeah. forget the three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So That three makes all the difference. It does, yeah. Apparently so, if this film's to be believed. <laughs> Where the uh, fuck did all that money go? On the screen, as you can tell, the sub-GI is perfect. Now, mm. uh, there's moments in it where... There's, there's the common kind of admonishment of CGI. It's like, oh, fucking PS2 graphics. This isn't even PS2 graphics. We are talking fucking N64 on this motherfucker. we the 3D over here, you know? I wouldn't go as far as 3DO. <laughs> uh, Maybe yeah. like N64, like you could, kind of shit. There's even like, moments in it where talking about like PlayStation graphics, there's moments in it where they use even green screen and it looks like they're shooting it in full motion video. It does. It looks like Night Trap. <laughs> I swear to fuck, it I, looks like Night Trap. There's a lot in this movie that reminds me of video games. Do you remember, uh, we'll get there as well, but like the fucking, the hooded characters that work for uh, Bruce Campbell, do you all think they look like the fucking monks from Blood? See, I thought they looked like the cunts in the background of Mortal Kombat. No. And that's the, but yeah, no. I, I fully, yeah, the monks from Blood. Fuck, I've not played Blood in years. Blood's fucking fantastic. Holy fuck! <laughs> but uh, I mean... No, you know who they fucking look like? They look like the fucking, uh, what are you buying? That cunt. From Resident 4? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the most 90s movie ever made. 
Yeah. I, you are undoubtedly, we are undoubtedly going to get some comments from people being like, you know, well, you know, the CGI was good at the time, the CGI was not fucking no, good at the time. This CGI was not good at the time at all. <laughs> uh, this, again, came out in 1996. Jurassic we had, by this point in time, we had had our first fully CG movie. Uh-huh. In Toy Story, the year prior. Mm-hmm. Right. Same We'd year. We had Jurassic Park two actually, years here's a before. Better, here's a better comparison, right? Go on. Same year, 96, we had Independence Day. Fuck yeah, fantastic. That movie has fucking good CG. That movie is fucking fantastic <laughs> CG. That film still holds up to this that, that film was pretty good. I haven't yeah. seen the second one. It's kind of shit. I, I imagine it would be. Um, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to do a Roland Emmerich series at some point. Yeah, we should, yeah. It'll be terrible, but yeah. It will be. But, uh, <laughs> so, and here's the, th- the thing about the, this fucking, again, it wouldn't be as distracting as it is if the film wasn't so fucking proud of the CG that it does, like, it's very clearly, like, trying to show you this new technology and being like, look what we can do, isn't this fucking amazing? I mean, there has been interviews with, um, I think it was one of the guys that... Done the CG for this, on the yeah. CG and he was like, yeah, it's not that good, I don't know what the fuck the problem is with it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when they're saying, like, it's not good, that has to tell you something. Yeah, when even the people that worked on it are like, yeah, this was fucking disgraceful. And Carpenter's always said, I think this might have something to do with it as well. Go on. Uh, there was talk about doing uh, a sequel to this mm-hmm. called Escape from Earth. That was going to be, like, Snake Plus going to in space, essentially. Right, okay. Um, and Carpenter said that that would have to do a lot of um, uh, CGI work. And he said, and I quote, I don't really care about CGI, so it is what it is. <laughs> So that may have something to do with it, where it's kind of like it is. It it suits its purpose. Yeah. It does what it's so, supposed to do. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. His kind of blasé uh, mm-hmm. outlook towards it. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, uh, we find this is the point where we, you find out that people are getting arrested for moral crimes, uh, such as as oh, and we are introduced once again to Snake Plissken, reintroduced. As he has been brought to a government facility. And uh, we have... Alongside Commander Malloy. Yeah, and we also have Peter Jason there. You know, he's in every fucking uh, character movie since Prince of Darkness. He's still there. He's still there. Last scene in the village of the dead. he's the one that's kind of bringing him to him. And he he says, uh, Look here, Pliskin. Prostitutes, atheists, runaways. We are throwing out the trash. Uh, there's also a, a kind of almost lampshading kind of line to it where he's like look how retro he looks where they mention that he oh, looks like yeah. very 20th century she's pretty cool uh, she's like which is kind of weird but that character's pretty here's, cool here's a point I would make about this film as well if not for the obvious like time stamps mm-hmm. on this film where it shows like and the references to Escape from New York you could swear this was a remake yeah like if not for those things like it's mm-hmm. almost beat for beat shot. Like, this intro certain. is almost shot for shot I'm fairly certain like the soldiers in this are wearing the same uniforms as in the first movie I wouldn't be surprised yeah but no that character you, that was talking about him looking retro yeah. and the character name is um, Lieutenant Brazen I think yes um, another she's, great name she's pretty cool she's uh, she's played by Michelle Forbes and she was in oh um, she's fantastic I knew her from Star Trek she was in Star Trek Next Generation where she played Ensign Roll um, uh-huh. she was in Picard as well but, yeah, I mean, to most people now, she's probably most known for being in True Blood. But what I know her from, apart from Star Trek, right, she's in all three of, like, the Half-Life 2 games. 
Oh, yeah. She's uh, Judith Mossman, and she's also in Wolfenstein. Fuck off! Yeah, she's Judith Mossman. I fucking knew I recognised her voice. And she's in Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, where she's a uh, BJ's mum. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you know she gets around. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like her. She's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, uh, it's at this point he's being guided through the facility, and a random woman who walks past Snake scratches his hand. Mm-hmm. And I will say this practical effect looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It looks like a proper kind of nasty scratch. Yeah. He's being led by uh, Stacy Keach as well, who we last saw in the Kill Count. <laughs> and uh, get fucked. <laughs> no, but we last saw him in Body Bags. He yes, was the uh, the guy in hair. Um, yes, he plays Commander Malloy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll be pleased to know that he is no longer obsessed with his fucking hair in this movie. No, no, no. And why? Um, although he does have a decent head of hair on him. He's got like a ponytail, doesn't he? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there was a line here which I thought was hilarious. Go on. Uh, it was just like the um, when he's been led down the corridor, uh, you know, everybody's being processed, whatever. <laughs> There's a voice in the tannoy being like, "You can repent of your sins now and be <laughs> executed by the electric chair." You just walk yeah, past yeah. people getting electrocuted. Oh, yeah. Not only do you walk past people getting electrocuted, you walk past children. I thought that was hilarious. They're so straight up kids being like, and those folk like. You know, repenting yeah. in front of like the fucking priests. I thought that was fucking get, like, hilarious. I just saw that and like you know, I was in the middle of like taking a sip of my whiskey. You know, did you fully spit take? I didn't do a spit take, but I swallowed. It was like, <coughs> <laughs> so you know, you choked on your whiskey. Uh-huh. I thought that was funny as fuck. Fair enough. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, we then are told that the essentially the president's daughter has effectively been groomed uh, by this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, terrorist lad by the name of uh, Cuervo Cuervo Jones Cuervo Jones <laughs> who uh, I think you had the best description for him did I? yeah he's the most Greek looking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the most Greek looking Spanish man yeah, yeah I was, and that yeah. himself I think it was a French Greek mm-hmm. yeah so yeah tracks yeah. out so the president's daughter whose name is Utopia what a name fucking <laughs> yeah uh, has essentially been groomed by this guy through a VR game and she has this movie's been... predicted the future man <laughs> yeah she uh, predicted VR chat it's predicted <laughs> VR chat predicted um, if you believe in these sort of things manufactured viruses it's, it's predicted um, yeah yeah it predicted uh, oh, what are we all things fucking EMP weapons and it didn't predict those those have existed yeah, I suppose. Right, so right, so on a mass that, wave. Right, so the way that the EMP is generated in this movie is essentially how it would have been generated, and how we know that it would have happened since the fucking Cold War, and that it yeah. is multiple nuclear bombs being set off in unison, creating an electromagnetic no, no, pulse through the reaction. There wasn't any nukes. There were. Go back and listen to the game. Oh. Go back and listen to the thing. Oh. There are literal bombs in the sat. Small nukes on the satellite. Oh, they right, mention okay. it's nukes. Well, they're not. They're not bombing the, the satellites that are ground. that are used. They are all set off individually, yeah. which create the EMP, which is then directed by the satellite. Yeah, but what I mean is they're not bombing the ground. They're just because uh, they can pinpoint exactly where they want to go and all that. Yeah. So but, and they also predicted. Um, oh fuck! What was it? Uh, ah, something else. Oh yeah, just the rise of um, the extreme rise of the Christian far right in America. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's films <laughs> that have been predicting that for fucking years, man. That's been happening for day dot. But uh, anyway, so the president's daughter wants to lead a rebellion against her father. She has hijacked Air Force Three, because uh, mm-hmm. bear in mind, Air Force Two crashed and burned in the first 
escape movie. I think movie. there actually is an Air Force Three. That is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's she's uh, Quavo Jones is part of a group called the Shining Path. Who are a real, yeah. a real group? They're a Peruvian um, militant group. Yes. So, uh, so she's hijacked Air Force Three and then proceeded to get in her escape pod with uh, this film's MacGuffin, mm-hmm. uh, which is a black box. Mm-hmm. Or that's what we're told it is, at least at this point. Snake's reaction to being told all this. Sad story, you gotta smoke. Because of course, he's a carpenter character. He's he, needs to, he needs to be asking for a cigarette for 90% of the movie. Yeah, when the, and when the president introduces himself, he's like, I hear he got some domestic problems. <laughs> yeah, <is>. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's at this point that one of the men in the room reveals himself to be a president and they give... Now, here is what I mean about a roller coaster of quality with this movie, right? Up until this point, it's been fairly met. But then this line hits unbelievably hard and justifies the daughter's somewhat ridiculous name. The president says, and I quote, Utopia is lost to me. <laughs> and then follows it up with my daughter is gone. Now that line, Utopia is lost to me. <laughs> that is insanely like thematically interesting for where the, the country has gone and the president's kind of state of mind throughout this movie as it goes on that line has such major implications for what he does throughout it that if this film was to really get down and explore that and do like a character study of the president and his decline and all that I would be so fucking into that yeah because if you really really want to get into it the word utopia is a Greek word that means something like uh, a type of society that's actually impossible to attain yes Uh, so yeah you know yeah 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 so this idea that you know utopia is lost and the line even gets brought up up again in a similar fashion where they refer to LA as a dark paradise uh, the, degeneracy. Bastion, yeah, the last bastion of freedom in the USA yeah. and again Snake calls it a dark paradise mm-hmm. again paradise utopia these similar and this theme keeps cropping up in the movie but then the movie remembers it's an action sequel and veers far fucking away from that and it's like oh shit we need explosions and stops becoming that kind of thing and starts going off the rails mental again and it's part of this that kind of because again we then get that same the same bullshit literally in the following scene uh, it turns out that scratch from earlier was to infect Snake with a virus that will kill him in around 10 hours so we replace the ticking time bomb with a ticking case of Covid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Snake then lunges at the president <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Fucking holograms. Man. Only to discover that his captors are, in this instance, holograms. Mm-hmm. And they're in, like, and it's literally shown that they're in the next room. The hologram effect here doesn't actually look that bad. Oh, no, it's a pretty decent effect. Again, mm-hmm. the special effects in this instance are very hit and miss, but when they're good, they're great. Mm-hmm. And they basically tell him, listen, right, that's you, what holograms, come on to fuck. And we then get the requisite gearing up for the job scene (laughs) now something is said here that gets glossed over that I want to point out is fucking stupid beyond belief what magnesium ammo I don't fucking know shit about chemistry (laughs) magnesium's the shit we use in flashbangs if you superheat magnesium it glows like fuck Mm. we use small amounts of it in tracer rounds in order to get that kind of you know an ob Essentially, it's usually no, tracer rounds are normally yeah, used, yeah, yeah. used for like target practice or for like uh, aerial units so they can better see where their shots are going and then you know aim where the ship is going to be, not where it fucking is, and all that piss, right? But 
they say it as though it's this like super cool futuristic kind of so I honestly it feels John like it feels like John Carpenter just took a periodic table and threw a dart at it or maybe he just thought it sounded cool so essentially they're just giving him like <laughs> super tracer rounds yeah. every round is a tracer round but really yeah. right <laughs> on a stealth mission <laughs> oh. what the fuck anyway uh, they then say they give him a mouth dart that's used for stunning cunts mhm and then they give him an outfit, which is for cunning stunts. It just matches as well. Uh, uh, they give him a portable hologram projector, which can be used only once mm-hmm. because of the battery that's in it. Stealth clothing, which nullifies heat detection, which is effectively just a big fuck-off trench coat and a, a vest and some trousers. Yeah, leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> we then get this... He's the Matrix before the Matrix. 96? Yeah, Matrix was 99. 99, yeah. yeah fair enough. Uh, we then get some weird, honestly, weirdly sexual music, at least with the bass line. It's very that kind of like, like that kind of like almost porno soundtrack. As Snake gets into his new 90s hero outfit, which is, again, black leather. Literally, uh, he is, he's... It can, do you know what he looks like? Hmm. Nick Fury. With the eye patch and the fucking leather and all that. Oh, hell yeah. The, the, the David Hasselhoff version? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, and this is another, just a shit punisher. <laughs> I guess, yeah. All he's, all, he's missing, all he's missing for the punisher is the skull. Mm-hmm. In terms yeah. of that outfit. Yeah, he's too long here uh, as well. And here we get, this is, I'll admit, right, this is, this is a shitty trope, but I love it to bits. Uh, let's walk and talk and list a bunch of countries to make it seem like they're stakes. Uh, <laughs> Cuba and Brazil are going to invade Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the classic, like, 80s and 90s action hero trope of man walks through a corridor while saying, well, listing a bunch of countries that have varying relationships with the US in order to make it seem like if this doesn't work out, the world's going to end. Now, I don't want to offend any of our... Cuban listeners. What the fuck are you going to say? What the fuck are you going to say? I don't think Cuba can invade the US. They literally can, though. It's not going to get very far. There's not that many of them. <laughs> Compared to the US. An invasion US. doesn't need to be an assault. An invasion can be like cunts sneaking in and taking out places of power. Yeah. But he said they were just. No, Any country can invade. No, but the, the way they're talking about it, it makes it sound like it's going to be like a D Day invasion type thing that's happening. Yeah, fuck it. They're they, going to be landing on the beaches and uh, shit. Yeah. They know exactly where they are. Well, they do list multiple countries. Uh, it's not just No, they list Cuba. two. They list two. They list Cuba and Brazil. And Mexico. Mexico? Yes. Alright, cool. <laughs> Brazil, I don't know what the strength of Brazil it's basically is. The enti- it's basically the entirety of South America is going to fucking go for them. They call them major powers South in South America, at least. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. I don't, yeah. Cuba major power? I don't know. But uh, I don't even think Cuba's in South America. They would have been at the time that this film was released. Is Cuba even in South America? Cuba's in the Caribbean. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, fuck. Cuba. The film keeps mentioning South America, so fuck it. Technically, Mexico's not in South America either. Yeah, technically, yeah. Mexico's North America. Yeah, I know. But the film forgets that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, this mm. classic action trope that is it's still present to this day. You see it in, like... Uh, John Wick. You see it, not necessarily in John Wick. You don't yeah, really get countries know that. Speak, but, uh, yeah. You get it, and you see it... In, you used to see it in, like, Marvel movies a lot more. Mm. 
but uh, you're seeing that less and less. Specifically, like the Captain America movies, they would often have that where mm-hmm. such and such is in this and that. It's common. But with power creep, it's kind of gone. Yeah, it was common in a lot. Of Michael Bay stuff used to do it a lot. movies as well. Yeah, Schwarzenegger movies used to do it a lot. Commando does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you used to get you get it in a lot of. Uh, oh, fuck, what's the movies I'm thinking? Of? Yeah, Michael Bay movies. Yeah, yeah. Used to do it like Bad Boys done it a couple of times and like yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, there is a pretty genuinely good fake out later on where you know, Snake is getting ready to go down into this submarine that's going to take him. Off gun. He's giving this big fuck off gun, which looks plastic. Yeah. It looks like a toy gun. He's got right. a giant Nerf gun. Yeah. And uh, he's like, so are you guys, the, who's going to give me the the injection? He's like, there'll be a doctor in the trash site, so not you? Good. And he opens fire on them. See, this is what you, right, I know he opened fire on them. But then he's like, ah, oh, I thought you'd try this. That's why the first clip is loaded with blanks. Don't tell him that until he's down there. <laughs> Don't tell yeah, him that. Because now he's just going to reload. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing, right? It's not a dead cert that he was going to do that. Yeah, what if he just landed? So if he just landed... <laughs> so he starts firing him. And, like, and, oh, shit, and he like fires back and then... He's I, dead! I, he's imagine, dead. I imagine they would have told him on the way there when he's on the sub. Would they have though? Because they only told him because he tried to kill them. No, they probably would have because they need him to get the ship back. True, but still, like, it has such a fucking gamble to take Mm. in the context of the movie. Mm. Like, what was he just gonna get there? Open fire and come saying like, "Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) shit!" Then that's him, fucking dead. Mm. His one blue eye hanging out of his head by a fucking tendon, like. (laughs) Fucking, fucking Peter Fonda just fires at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh, fuck. I don't know he went in the Buscemi stabs him in the kidney. <laughs> oh well. But uh, here we have the worst. It's the future. We should also mention it's the future. So pretty much every single electrical thing in this film is mentioned to be nuclear powered. Yeah, it's like Fallout levels of future. Yeah, Fallout level. Like it does this <laughs> mini, Like even the they even mentioned the mini nuke. Mm. And that the hologram projector's program is uh, powered by a mini nuke battery. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and here we get is this. I'm I'm going to read my note word for word here. Right. What the fuck is this bowling alley looking CGI? <laughs> yeah, this is an infamously bad. This is the CGI. Like, whenever you see yeah. like top ten worst instances of CGI, there will be two instances in this movie. This, be, this pops up quite frequently. Be this sequence. Uh, sequence later oh, it's on the one that way. comes out later on which we will talk about mm. once it gets to it but holy fuck like see when I say bowling alley CG that's literally what it looks like it looks like those old animations that you get when you used to get a fucking strike it looks like the music video to Californication yes <laughs> but here's the thing that music video is purposefully bad so it looks trippy this, and it's supposed to like represent like I don't know if it was purposely stuff. bad it was 1999 I think they were doing the best they could <laughs> For a music video. True. But it's also supposed to be a video game mm-hmm. in that instance as well. So again, it's meant to look kind of not mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. You get me? This film's going for realism with its CG. And it... Oh, good lord. That shark. It is so fucking... But the shark, man. Not even the shark. The buildings, yeah, the buildings. The buildings. The text mm-hmm. on the buildings looks like straight up just the fucking aerial font from it fucking is, Microsoft World. It is. 
I saw that too. I was, just, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been better if they just put it's a just comic been printed on. Yeah, that would have been funny as fuck. <laughs> they done that for the they done that for the Silent Hill remake on, uh, uh, on PS3. It. Yeah, <laughs> so the signs were Comic Sans. Papyrus. Oh, oh fucking papyrus! <laughs> oh my god. That's one of my favourite SNL sketches. Well, God, I'm not, not, not that I like you. I don't mind the papyrus font. I think it's alright. I think it's great as well. It's also, it's also my favourite character in Undertale. Mm. Papyrus. Mm. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> fucking hell. It's so bad. And the scene goes on for so long. Like, it's... it's Every time I, I've... Like, again, I watched this film twice. Once just to watch it and the second time to properly take my notes. Mm-hmm. Both times I watched it, like the first time I watched it, the scene went on. I was like, "Fuck me!" When just and then the second time I watched it, I was like, "This is somehow longer than it was the first time I watched it." This scene has grown. Like, what the fuck is up with this? And I feel like if I was to watch the film again. This was this scene would be all I'd remember. If you were to list this as like an experimental art piece and put it up in some gallery, some cunts are gonna like this shit. Some cunts would buy it for a million quid if that <laughs> was the gonna, case. Could be some hipsters there. Just be like, mm, yes. <laughs> I could see the abstract. Just take stills from this and fucking mint it as an NFT like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crypto scams. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> that's what they are. They're scams. Don't believe anyone that tells you otherwise. Escape from NFTs. That'll be the next one. <laughs> it's just, That's it. It's just Snake Plus can try to get rid of NFT debt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run out of money. I'll put all my money in crypto. <laughs> it's gone. He's going to go scripto. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we then get, he then finally gets out of the fucking, uh, he gets out of the sub, the sub is still CGI. The sub is still CGI and still sinking into the thing. He grabs on to the submarine and another wonderful example of how shit the blending is in this movie <laughs> between CGI and real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Rabbit, this ain't. Uh, and he's trying to like keep it on and then the ground just collapses from underneath him. This ain't even cool world. Yeah. Fuck me, yeah. Or monkey bone. Fucking monkey bone, remember that shit? <laughs> God but on the yeah, so the ground falls. I fucking loved that movie when I first watched it. But mind you, I was a kid and probably shouldn't have been fucking watching it. It's kind of shit. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, the ground fall. The, the dock falls back into the sea. He looks down. He sees there's a bunch of surfers with guns. Apparently, according to the credits, one of these surfers was Breck Eisner. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, Which never, fucking one? Well, you never see. You never see them up close. So I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, he was there. The fucking cunt that got killed by. Uh, Freddy Krueger and Freddy's dead. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The main guy oh, from. Yeah. Well, his transport goes, and here's the thing though. I need to. I need to mention what happens when the transport goes. The soundtrack shites itself, and <laughs> it's like as the as the ship is as the dock is like crumbling and the ship is sinking. It sounds like someone sat on a Casio keyboard. Uh, John Carpenter. Yeah, and it's just kind of going all over the fucking place. And then it slowly evens out into surfer rock because we're introduced to the surfers. Led by Peter Fonda. Yeah. Who's pretty cool. I like Peter Fonda. Oh, yeah, he's, um, he's, pretty, he's quite cool in this movie. You give him credit. He, like, he does well with the role he's given. Brother of uh, Barbarell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not just what he's known for. It's just what I can think of right now. He's in, a, he's in Ghost Rider. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's in a bunch of other shit. He's in a bunch of like Roger Corman stuff. Yeah, he's fucking great. Peter Fonda's awesome. Bye. And uh, this is the point where Kurt Russell starts to feel like he's almost playing a parody of Snake Plissken. 
as it, whereas before Snake would kind of whisper through a lot of his dialogue, but would get you know up and kind of you know emotional as the scene called for it. I don't think he shouts once for this entire movie. He never raises his voice, as far as I can remember, with the exception of maybe once where he shouts at fucking Hershey to fucking give him a gun or something. Uh, and that's no, I th- it. I think he does shout at Hershey cop. once just to say that you know the, when the helicopter's tied down. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the one scene. Yeah, Hershey's tied down from your end. Oh. <laughs> no, but remember, not once does he give her her actual name. Carjack is not by your end. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll yeah. get we'll get on to that. But, yeah. but uh, anyway, uh, he then he walks past the. He just says that like, hey, I I come in peace, man, basically, and uh, comes in peace with which a weird, which is, you know, it's a weird way to say you shagged your sandwich. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. I come in peace. Mm. <laughs> I wish you could see the face I just made Jacob pull up. Fucking great. It's a step blow from the pie fucker. Yeah. I like cunt that shagged the the fucking the fish fillet in McDonald's. Excuse me. Do you not remember that there was a no. guy? There's a guy got arrested for putting his dick in a fillet of fish. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh well. Yeah. You know, you're into what you're into as long as you're not hurting anybody. It was yeah. in a crowded McDonald's and he whipped his dick out. I'm pretty sure he traumatized a couple of kids. Or you awoke something in the morning. No! <laughs> now these kids are all going to go about fucking... Uh, Fish sandwiches. <laughs> or um, Big Macs, you know? No, no. One's going to get really excited and go for a fucking... Uh, Quarter pounder. <laughs> go for the, the Big Muffin. <laughs> Give me that McMuff. <laughs> McMuff divers. Oh. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> That's but uh, pure fond I mean he, he says he comes in peace but he's holding an AK I mean oh no 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 I'm talking about Snake says he's like I'm here in peace I'm just passing through oh right yeah 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 and he's like it's all sound and he just walks through them and it's fine <laughs> and we get a here's the bit he walks through them and then he ends up in this mad kind of foresty bit right yeah where he's walking away from them and the geography of this scene makes fuck all sense he becomes Jason for a minute yeah where he tell well like he walks through he walks out of shot uh fucking Fonda comes up following him and then Snake just randomly appears at his back yeah fully like old like fucking like Friday part 7 teleporting Jason oh no sorry it was part 8 that we got the first instance I think of teleporting Jason no it would have been in Manhattan no he did it before that he he did it in um, part 6 yeah because he came back and he's also finished. Yeah, no, you're right enough. No, you know what I'm thinking. Of? Part eight is probably is just the most egregious version of where he's fully teleporting. But like part six Aye, and seven. Because there's that girl on like the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like part six and seven, you can kind of explain it as him like maybe like running when they're not looking kind of mm-hmm. thing. But like part eight, he's fully like teleporting from bit mm-hmm. to bit in the dance floor. Yeah, he he becomes Jason for a minute, but imagine Jason with a gun. Holy fuck! But yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Snake turns into Jason somehow sneaks up behind the weird hippie-sounding guy. Well, surfer-sounding guy, I should say. Yeah, Peter Fonda, he was a hippie. Yeah, he was, yeah. And uh, basically just puts a gun to his head and is like, stop fucking following me, you prick. And also tell me how to get to this cunt. Get to Quero. Yeah, and the guy's just basically like, you go that way and please don't kill me. He ends up on Mulholland Drive, which is a great fucking movie. Fucking awesome movie. 
this is pretty stylistic. This is one of my favourite matte painting shots, to be honest, is when he's walking through, like, walking up through Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a green screen shot of Pliskin walking towards, like, the matte painting. And it looks, again, it's, it's very clearly, like, a matte painting kind of shot, but yeah, it yeah. looks really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then goes to what is essentially the red light district, yeah, when I saw this, I was thinking, I was like, oh my god, it's just like sucking off you on know, a Saturday night. This is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is... He walks through a crowd of scantily clad women. Uh, his old rescue team member is crucified, nailed to a wall, to as, a neo- as a couple of neo Nazis find knives in him. Did you see who one of the neo Nazis was? Who? Uh, Robert Carradine, the, the killer from. Uh, no way! Yeah, the killer from uh, the gas station segment in Body Bags. Body Bags? Mad. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the neon actually walks up to the snake for a bit of cringy dialogue of like you're going fucking can't bet you five hundred dollars no hundred dollars that you can't, you can't see hit him yeah whatever the fuck <laughs> uh, but eventually the snake just turns and walks away from him Jose the Stacey keeps like if you look at him he's like he's, if you look at the guy he's like oh, he's so being he used as target practice. practice he's no use to us now yeah <laughs> uh, so we then go back through the he walks upstairs and a friendly prostitute gives him directions hey baby yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just again once again I feel like I need to read my notes verbatim here mm-hmm. uh, oh fuck here's the Nazi again uh, never mind he got shot to shit uh, <laughs> so we all know that Snake Plissken despises Nazis good he's cunt a, he's the true American hero <laughs> uh, so Snake makes his way to Sunset Boulevard it's at this point we get it's also a very good movie yeah <laughs> We then get a nice, nice wee shot of his watch. He has seven hours until he's going to die. Cuervo drives through Sunset Boulevard with his arm around Utopia, the yeah, president's yeah, daughter. Cuervo Jones. I was going to bet call him. Oh, I was about to call him Jose Cuervo there. <laughs> Cuervo Jones, very Che Guevara. Yeah, he's very, yeah, his full outfit is very clearly inspired by Che. Mm-hmm. And just like Che Guevara, he's a cunt. So, Che Guevara was a cunt. Was he a prick? I, I'll admit I don't know anything about that history despised homosexuals oh fuck him then <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Snake then takes out one of the bikers that's like escorting Cuervo's car mm-hmm. steals it and starts chasing him that's a pretty decent, decent yeah, chase yeah, I will give this movie props in that the action in this movie is a lot better than the original cause the, oh yeah the original one <sighs> they show a lot more of the action uh, and well, in the original one, the action is literally just he points gun, fires once, and then the guy's dead. Yeah. And this one, there's there's a lot more hand to hand stuff. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. Not only that, but there's also with the hand to hand stuff, they actually show it happening. Because mm-hmm. this is one of my fucking pet hates. John Wick kind of killed this, uh, and well, you still see it quite a bit in cinema today as well. But it kind of uh, that idea of like just before the punch, they cut away and show you like the reaction shot, yeah. so you never see the fucking punch landing. There is some of that in this movie, but not a lot. And you can really tell that like the the stunt coordinator and the stunt team for this movie really put their like put a lot of fucking effort in the, making this a spectacle action the film. Fucking pyro guy turned up for this movie. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> you know what we say? No pyro, no party. No pyro, no right. I'm my downstairs, my downstairs neighbours in Glasgow used to sing that, but they would shout, uh, "No cocaine, no party." <laughs> I mean, with the place in Glasgow you lived, that's fairly true. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I joined in too, but they wouldn't share. So 
Cuts. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone becomes a communist when there's drugs about. Uh, <laughs> do you know how <laughs> you know <laughs> that fucking statement is? And it is so yeah. fucking annoying. <laughs> No, I bought this with my own good money. Fuck off. <laughs> I did not expect this pure. This is something that's clearly been building in you for quite some time. Do you need to get this off your chest, big man? I turn to fucking Ayn Rand when I get my. <laughs> Ayn Rand, what the fucking name is I? Yeah. This is mine. <laughs> You can, you can have some if you pay me money! <laughs> this is my bag of Charlie, there's many others like it, but this one is... <laughs> this is my bag full of 2CB, there's 5 in this. If I come back and there's 4, I will kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I will commit unspeakable atrocities on your corpse if you fall. Holy fuck. Those days are behind me. Back to not back to it again. So uh, this chase is there's a pretty fucking decent chase scene where the rest of the bikers try and stop Snake from getting to Cuervo and Utopia. We get like a pretty awesome like it's almost like a kind of dystopian version of the fucking the speeder bike chase from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. In that kind of way, you see like the bikes clashing up against each other. He's like kicking at them. One guy wraps like a chain around the bike, like the handlebars of the bike, and tries to like steer them off. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. Was, uh, what was it? The line that Quervo says is like, I was like, I, <laughs> I already slowed down, like because reference yeah, his age. He don't look slow. He pops a wheelie and fucking <laughs> bombs it for him. Also, they don't look slow to me. There is one bit where I'm sitting there like, um, I don't know how how well that works. Um, he's on the he's on the back of the truck because he jumps on the back of a truck, and there's a guy on a horse, right? Yeah. And, uh, he fires a shotgun at the guy riding the horse, and the guy falls off, right? He's dead. He got shot. Yeah. That horse would be dead as well. No. Not unless it was like not unless it was like a like sawed off shotgun and like the barrel was really short and the sort of spread was all over the place. But this was a fairly standard, like, hunting pump-action shotgun. Mm. People always underestimate how much fucking range those cunts have. Uh, the horse would have been fine. <laughs> In my world, the horse died. <laughs> but yeah, okay. That's just because you're a cruel <laughs> bastard. How does that chase actually end? I think I went to the bathroom doing that. But, um... uh, so basically, he gets to the top car. And the chase ends with Snake being taken out with a crack shot from Ervo, who takes, like, a set of bolus. Oh yeah, 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 and throws it at him and gets him around the neck with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's then like brought to the floor. He falls down. Yeah, he yeah. falls down. He takes it off and then he gets up and we have. How about a little once bag? again? Carpenter wants to make a western so fucking much it hurts at this point. That chase was pretty much a western chase as well. That was with a horse and everything, yeah. Yeah. But this is the point where it really gets. It's like, how? What is it he says? How about uh, something? How about rules? Bangkok rules? Bangkok rules, yeah. And all the guys step back, <laughs> and they get ready. And he picks up a can from the ground. And he says, like, don't draw until this hits the. Doesn't floor. he do this in the first movie as well? I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched the first movie. He then throws the can up in the air, draws his pistols, and takes them all out before mm. it even hits the deck. <laughs> That made me laugh as well. He then runs away. Some random cunt takes Snake's coat. Yeah. <laughs> which, 
I thought was going to be like a moment of oh shit now he's not fully stealth because his arms are out so like they'll be able to see like the heat signature and stuff I can see the whiteness of his arms <laughs> yeah but, uh, no. but no that never comes back oh it's just every now and then when you see the gang there's just a close up shot of this one cunt in a trench coat he does get the jacket back eventually though yeah but uh, here is where we're introduced to Steve Buscemi as Maps of the Stars Eddie fucking love Steve Buscemi he's fucking awesome man Steve Buscemi's good in everything he's, he's yeah, yeah. He's, he could be, he's, he's in some of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my life but he's always entertaining mm-hmm. takes it seriously he knows what he's doing yeah he's fucking great he's <laughs> he is shit hot in uh, Boardwalk Empire oh, yeah, yeah. he is fucking unbelievable mm-hmm. in that show uh, he's fucking he's my favourite Pixar villain oh yeah he's in Monsters Inc isn't he? yeah he's Randall yeah in Monsters Inc mm. and he he's loses uh, his mind in Armageddon it's hilarious yeah <laughs> but uh, I like Steve Buscemi he's fun um, he's brilliant he, he roasts Adam Sandler at any chance he gets <laughs> yeah he's Adam Sandler was getting like a kind of lifetime achievement style award at this like writer's guild thing mm. and Buscemi went up to get the thing and they just fucking ripped him <laughs> for a solid like for a solid five minutes he just roasted the cunt Buscemi also directs movies as well. Like, uh, yeah, they're, never, they're never like and huge he was, hits around. He was a firefighter pre- prior to becoming. I mean, this is well known lore. Oh, yeah, you're doing a fucking Reddit meme right now, but yeah. But yeah, he was, he was like a firefighter prior to becoming. So Steve Buscemi was a firefighter in 9 11, he was a firefighter? Yeah. No, prior to becoming a yeah, fi- I, I, uh, prior to becoming a star in films, and then he went back to like his old station house during 9 mm-hmm. 11 to help mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's like a well-known fact at Good this guy. point, but it's also just it's just you know he's a sound cunt. Good guy. Yeah. And I w- I would love to meet him one day. I would I would love to meet Steve Buscemi one day. But are the the films he's the film he, the films he directs right. Um, I can only think of one off the top of my head right now. It's called Trees Lounge. Never heard of uh, it. It's about a bar. Um, and the people that go. Um, All right. And cool. like uh, his films are never like massive like, you know, box office hits and that, but they're always like you know very well received you know so like critically acclaimed kind yeah, of thing yeah, like, yeah they're like kind of these small indie type indie things. darlings would you say yeah I would. I don't know if you call Steve Sherry an indie darling because he's kind of like a he himself is a very mainstream actor but his directing stuff I would say yeah, was more indie yeah probably yeah Yeah. I, mean, I don't know when the last thing he directed came out but Trees Lounge was in the 90s at some point you know so. yeah. but yeah he's done some good stuff apparently yeah he's brand new mm. Uh, he then tries to sell his map to uh, Snake and plays like the intro of it, and it's a narrated like map of the stars, and it's fucking great. I want to hear a full version of that tape. I have. I, I want that so much. <laughs> yeah, just bring him. Even just bring him back to do like a Blu-ray release of this shit, like. Uh, yeah, like, and like have like the full, full map to the stars, Eddie. Oh. Yeah, have him do the full thing. Like just pay him for the day. That would be like a day's work. Just fucking do it, man. It'd be so mm. good. Uh, he then says, I'll give you a deal, $50,000, just for you. Uh, I thought that was my point. That was your Is this where he, he, he just goes into a bush for whatever reason uh, he enters Beverly Hills? No, no, no. He gets directions to Cuervo's place first, and he's told like to go like to Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. go through there. And throughout this entire time, uh, Eddie... We'll just call him Eddie. We won't give him his full name, Maps of the Stars Eddie, for this one. We'll just call him Eddie. Yeah, they just start calling him Eddie, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got also here's the thing he mentions that he was an agent mm-hmm. later on and the, it makes all of his character make so much sense it's fucking great but uh, 
So Snake gets directions to Quiver Space and makes his way here, way there, and ends up in a hospital in Beverly Hills, hiding in this like wee bush, right? Snake is quickly captured alongside an unknown I don't woman. I think it originally was a hospital. I think that was a hotel. I'm not sure, but I thought... I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a hotel, but just by looking at it. I'm it? not entirely sure, to be honest. But this is where the fucking monks from Blood come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they are captured alongside an unknown woman who informs him that they are both dead meat. Yeah, this, that woman's quite funny. This, this woman's funny. Like, when you first see her, she's like, Get out of there. This is my bush. You need to find your own bush. Stop making noise. <laughs> As he's leaving, he's just like... I'm you're the only one that's being quiet. No, you're, you're the one making all the noise. Uh. Yeah. Then he gets up and immediately gets captured. Uh, so shot by a net gun you never see that you don't see yeah, that you don't see that <laughs> a net gun which apparently breaks his tracker I didn't think that was a net gun I thought that was like the guy grabbing him but yeah sure whatever yeah uh, anyway we're then introduced to the residents of this hospital that are referred to as surgical failu- failures yeah. uh, too many implants and facelifts have rotted their bodies and their muscles they now need a steady a supply of body parts from captives to survive. It's giving me like fucking Sander Cohen vibes. Well, not Sander Cohen, um, Dr. Steinman vibes from Bioshock, you know. See, for me, it was more along the lines of uh, Professor Pig. I thought that too point. as well. I thought that too Which as well. It's not uh, accidental. Hmm. This film, specifically Bruce Campbell's performance in this film, was a major inspiration mm-hmm. for Professor Pig. Okay. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Uh, so we are introduced to Bruce Campbell the as surgeon the Surgeon General for Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I will tell you right now, if it wasn't for his voice, would not have recognised him. Yeah, because they're all wearing like his makeup looks like that makes it makes it look like they've had like a f- multiple facelifts, their skin's oh. all like stretched back and stuff. He looks like Professor Pig. Mm-hmm. He looks like an aging porn star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, no, the way but, uh, the way that looks like Professor Pig from the Batman comics and. He's, his performance here is phenomenal. Yeah, but the way the the way that the woman's quite we I wouldn't be interested in her name yet, but the way that she describes um, you know, it's like, Oh, they've had too much uh, work done, you know, they're yeah, yeah. Uh, the bones turning to jelly, they have to get multiple uh, procedures done yeah, to stay yeah. alive. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, there's Star Trek Voyager of all fucking shows. Um, See, for me, it was giving more repo the genetic opera. Well, there's a well, there's a species of alien, I think it's in Voyager. Where um, they all had this species came down with some sickness. I can't remember what it was, mm-hmm. and the only way for them to survive was to take uh, transplants from other species. So they would like right. go out and like kidnap people and like fucking take bits off them. So they all looked like patchwork. Yeah, there's there's shit. an element of that as well in Doctor Who. There's a race called the Krillatine, mm. uh, who are in New Who. They're introduced in season two. And they are a race of people that, rather than doing that out of necessity, it's more just like they take the best of, like a kind of Jeepers Creepers vibe to reference a, a good film done by a horrible motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where they like they take like the things they like best of like alien races that they uh, fucking, you know, thing they, that they conquer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like knew who they end up looking like bats because they had took over a planet of some people that, in the words of Anthony Head's character, had some rather lovely wings. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> no, this whole bit's kind of fucked. But yeah, yeah, this whole bit's kind of. It's crazy. really fucked up mm. and really. But luckily, the scene doesn't last too long. I liked it. it as a snake uses a mouth dart to knock out the Surgeon General, who, as luck would have it, was holding a scalpel when he 
knocked him out, but he, he was going to cut his eye out. And he has a gun. And has a gun. I As he falls forward, he just so happens to fall perfectly to cut Snake free of his bonds. Yeah. That one's a bit bullshit. That's like, what I, the fuck? I will say, though, Bruce Campbell, he could have gone a bit more uh, out there <laughs> with this performance. See, I'm, I feel didn't. like it's better because he didn't. Because I feel like if he went like full blown chewing the scenery, I feel like it would have kind of killed a little bit of the impact of what they're actually doing in this mm. scene. Because when you think, when you break down what the surgical failures are and how they live, it's very like vampiric and gothic and severely fucked up. I feel like if he had went full blown like Professor Pig, like I can't remember the character's name, but that country Bioshock. It would have been Steinman. Yeah, Steinman. It would have veered a little bit too far into absurdist and almost comedic. Because we know what it looks like when Bruce Campbell goes all out. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just remembering and fucking Steinman's like fucking uh, Too symmetrical! Yeah, like too symmetrical was wrong with yeah. This one too fat, this one too tall, this one too, too symmetrical. symmetrical and then you see him like laying in with a fucking hatchet basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Bioshock's great, man. Fucking is, yeah. But uh, he uses the mouth up, knocks him out. Uh, I will say the makeup design for the surgical failures is fucking phenomenal because we get like a couple of establishing shots, and we see that n- not all of them are like that kind of plastic surgery, mm. skin pulled back kind of Botox look. Some of them are like kind of pock marks in their face where it looks like the skin's decaying. Mm-hmm. There's others mm-hmm. where it looks like they're like their lips are kind of blown out, so it looks like they've had like too much lip filler and things Don't like too that. Too much duck face. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. So Snake escapes alongside the unknown woman. This scene is pointless, this next bit. Yeah. Uh, so the woman takes Snake through the sewers to Quervo's place and gives him directions for the rest of the rest of the. Oh, yeah, it turns out she was also a member of someone called the Black Jihad. Yeah. Um, I don't really know <laughs> who they're supposed to be but moving on uh, <laughs> she then hits on Snake unsuccessfully can make a feel by good, saying Snake. that like she was broke up with that day <laughs> she's going on the rebound not a successful line uh, hen <laughs> uh, Snake then finds a homeless camp later on and turns to find out that he's been followed by the woman who now after all this time, introduces herself as Taslima. Well, yeah, because th- this whole this whole bit is pointless. Because after she, after he rejects her, pretty much, he gives her a gun and then because she's gonna, off. yeah, because she's gonna go home. So you think that's it? But then yeah, no, but then she just comes up and introduces herself as though only, she's only to get shot. <laughs> yeah, but, although um, we do get a nice bit of a backstory. She was deported for being Muslim essentially when she was seven. What was her name? Taslima. Mm. She's in those hot shots movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, we then get that that line I was talking about earlier where she mentions uh, LA is the only free zone left outside the wall is the real prison to which Snake replies uh, it's a dark paradise which yeah. I'm going to be honest dark paradise would have been a fucking great metal band in the 90s dark paradise is also a Lana Del Rey song it's <laughs> a pretty good one <laughs> I like Lana Del Rey I'll be honest uh, this, the line she says before she gets shot mm. is so fucked once you figured out this place, it's really not so bad. And she gets shot right in the back, yeah. Yeah. It goes through. Oh, but no, there was, no, I liked her, <laughs> when she was talking about, this is like one of the last places that has true freedom. The thing that she lists is like, well, yeah, you can wear a fur coat if you want. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, that's true freedom. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a fur coat, sure. Yeah, fuck Peter. Fur is murder. No, fur is freedom. That's the next one. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck Peter in general. Oh, Peter are fucking disgraceful. They sponsor like high kill shelters and shit like that. They're horrible. They do not practice what they preach in they the kidnap, slightest. They kidnap homeless folks' dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking disgusting. They've also been known just to kidnap dogs that are just sitting on like people's porches. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking fuck horrible. Him. Yeah. Fuck him. Come at us, Peter. Yeah, one then. <laughs> fuck you. It's at this point we you see the shooters who are now opening fire on like the homeless camp as well, who we found out now are like new people to the uh, new deportees essentially mm-hmm. to LA who haven't like affiliated with any kind of gangs or anything like the that. Little yet. Korean boys. Yeah. There's little literal children <laughs> are the ones that are firing on these people. <laughs> driving a pretty sweet car though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're driving a tricked out motor. Uh, Snake is then saved by Eddie, who's also driving a pretty sweet car. Yeah. You know? Or so that's the one thing about Carpenter movies. The cars are always going to be fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Carpenter should just do a. Magic. I would love to, I would love Carpenter to do like a Jay Leno like Top Gear style, just taking you through like a car collection kind of show. Just thing, I don't even know if he's really into cars, or if he just likes the look of them. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. But imagine if Carpenter like suddenly came out of retirement, was like, I have news. I'm doing a movie. I'm doing the new Fast and Furious. Oh fuck yeah, he would kill it in a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're the fit for that, but okay. I don't give a fuck. I would watch it. Uh, but it, so Snake is then saved by Eddie or so he thinks uh, Eddie pushes a button which causes the car to shoot him with some kind of drug yeah the screen goes all black and white yeah and starts talking about how he's Quervo's agent and he'd love to represent Snake as well he feels like he'll do really well together and he gives him like the full like Hollywood agent spiel mm-hmm. And I, ju- I just fucking love Steve Buscemi, man. <laughs> yeah, because Kurt Russell goes to like strangle him, he just puts his hand down and continues like, talking. Yeah, 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 he's just very, gent- <laughs> very gently puts his hand down as well, like just paces his hand on top of his, and just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He doesn't even mention it, he just puts Let his hand down. Uh, yeah. Buscemi's like the best part of this movie, I love it. Oh, 110%, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's at this point we cut back to the, we'll call it the what would we call it like the fucking the nerve centre or some shit I don't fucking know command centre yeah command centre that's it the president thinks Snake is dead and orders an airstrike like, to I, flatten Ellie I, know, I thought this was funny like, you see it they go back to the command centre a couple of times and uh, every time you go back the president's just losing his shit just a little bit yeah, more progressively. eventually he's hiding under a desk yeah yeah <laughs> it's well, like something that's with a, no, that was uh, after an air- earthquake he's hiding under the desk I don't know, you know he's still losing his shit but it's like something you see in like fucking airplane or something you know, no, never mind airplane you know what it reminded me of what? Doctor Strangelove oh. it was like the kind of shit that you would see in like that like a Peter Sellers comedy like a fucking Pink Panther or some shit like, yeah yeah, but I was. Or I was, again, airplane. Like, I, know, I was. I was picturing like the, the guy in airplane. Um, Jeff Bridges' dad. Um, oh yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, I picked yeah. a bad time. <laughs> I'm just quit smoking. Wrong <laughs> way to quit smoking. Quit the wrong way to quit sniffing glue. The wrong way to stop taking amphetamines. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my favorite running jokes in that movie. It comes back in the second one as well. Yeah. That in the <laughs> a hospital, what is it? Uh, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. It's the room where you fly the plane. <laughs> the cockpit one. Cockpit, what is it? <laughs> it's a big room in the front of the plane where the pirates sit, but that's not important right now. <laughs> oh, those were uh, <laughs> The flight attendant playing the guitar and knocking out the woman's IV. Fucking the glasses IV. She's fucking like sucking her cheeks in. The women taking uh, panic attacks, everybody's just lining up to like. Sl- 
like you see like the, the guy with a baseball bat like one guy with chains <laughs> what's wrong with I speak jive one of the guys with a fucking tire iron waiting to be on and stuff I speak jive like. <laughs> that guy comes back in the second one. Oh, brilliant <laughs> and he's still doing the jive but this during a court scene uh, we're in court like uh, just talking about the events of the movie we should do like parody movies at one point yeah, and stuff like that. but he's yeah. there he's there telling what it is and like uh, when the the barrister guy go, I don't know what they call him America, but the guy that puts his hand in the bible and he's like oh, do you promise to tell the truth or what's the truth and nothing but the truth and all that Bayless and I don't know but he asks the, 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 the jive man that he's right. like he's like hell yeah so they do the whole uh, <laughs> just for each other like, oh. <laughs> they fucking dapped up the bailiff man but no Cliff Robertson is the guy's name that plays President Adam he reminded me of uh, the guy from yeah, Airplane yeah. so uh, anyway as you say he thinks Snake is dead and orders an airstrike to flatten Ellie uh, Malloy just stands up and straight just goes no <laughs> And the full room is like, what the fuck are you doing, you moron? I thought they were going to play this up a bit more uh, in the movie where it was going to turn out like, uh, you know, he's like a proper, like, true, true believer. I mean, he is a true believer, but like, he's like a true, true believer, like a blood knight or some shit. Mm. Where it's just like the, the president's like trying to back down from doing shit. He's like, no, we will do all this. We will do it. We will rain hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to be doing that, but no, he's just... Yeah, and the lawyer's against this plan, they states that Cuevo will use the black box as soon as he spots the aircraft coming in. We then are told what the black box is. Mm-hmm. It is effectively a targeting system for a big fuck-off EMP. Yeah, and they're told this by Leland Orser, who's fucking great. He's in a, yeah. He's in Seven, he's the guy that... <laughs> you don't see him doing it, but he's the guy that kills the, the prostitute with the knife, though, though. Oh, um, God, yeah, that bit. And he's in Alien Resurrection. He's the guy oh, who gets yeah. the chestburster and... Puts, that's like the cool one of the coolest deaths I've seen in an alien movie even though it is alien resurrection he knows the chest first was coming out so he grabs this soldier guy or whatever yeah puts his head <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's sick shit it's good stuff um, but uh, most stuff he's in he's pretty good he plays a very good yeah. like a uh, Weasley I don't know what I don't know Weasley is the right word but no I would I would agree yeah he's in Daredevil he plays um, uh, Kingpin's like right hand man Wesley the movie the Daredevil movie right where Michael Clark the Michael Clark yeah. yeah okay yeah because yeah. I can see him really that's not him <laughs> but no yeah, it's, 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 as soon as you get as soon as you see you had me with Daredevil and I was like then you've done the D'Onofrio kingpin voice and I was like what the fuck that's not him no what the, wait what Michael Clark Duncan does the same voice that he's like Wesley Michael Clark Duncan does not do the same his voice is like several octaves below D'Onofrio his voice is Pam Greer's in this movie yeah fucking hell we'll we'll move on to that shit imagine they just got Michael Clark Duncan to do Pam Greer's voice in this movie holy fuck <laughs> oh, overdubbed her with that. But they put his voice down just a tad bit as well. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Hello, snake. Hello. Listen, motherfucker, I will kill. No. No. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so essentially, what the black box is is there's several satellites all orbiting Earth, mm-hmm. each one that has inside it a nuclear device. Mm-hmm that when detonated will generate an EMP. Mm-hmm. The satellites can then 
essentially act as a targeting system for said EMP to the point where they could target specific devices yeah. within a country, which I will say, based on how EMPs work, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I do like the way he's like, oh, we can target, you want to target a taxi cab or Buenos Sideways, which leads me to think that he probably had a bad experience there. Probably, then, yeah. <laughs> Or just the wipe out the entire country in Spain. Yeah. What the fuck did Spain do to him? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did Spain uh, do? <laughs> uh, we then see that Snake has been taken prisoner by Cuervo. I like how they fuck with him. And it's tied him to a treadmill yeah. and turned it on. <laughs> which, right, here's the thing. That's quite a funny visual. I mm. think we can agree on that, right? How fucked up a form of... Like, that's torture. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's like... That was almost a fucking saw trap. Because, like, you can't rest, you can't sleep, you need to be constantly moving, or, like, your knees will be fucking ground to dust I by think, the... I think what this is supposed to be is, like, the first thing that Quero Jones isn't always cracked up to be. Because, um, I mean, he's, he's part of one of these uh, left-wing... Death squads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you, that you would get. I mean, you had the right wing ones too, but they all did the same shit, you know. More so, or less, yeah. Like they tortured a lot of people, murdered a lot of people. So I think that's just uh, you know, they'd be like, yeah, he's probably not. Yeah, he's not guy. probably not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know well, if they did that specifically with the treadmill, but they <laughs> certainly do this next wait, part. Wouldn't surprise he, me. They certainly do this next part to demonstrate that where he uses the box to shut down the new capital of the USA, uh, which is in Tennessee. Uh, to demonstrate what, that what he means called? business. Uh, it's an actual town in Tennessee with a supremely fucked up name. Lynchburg. Yep. Got it in one. <laughs> oh, Tennessee. <laughs> the Tennessee state flag. Is it the Tennessee state flag? I don't fucking the know. The Tennessee state flag looks vaguely Nazi-ish. I'm going to look this up real quick so I can make sure we're not fucking committing. <laughs> what would you even call that? Defamation? Slander? Fucking... La- nah, it's slander. Slander is a spoken word, libel's printed. Yeah, when it's in print, it's li- Thank you, <laughs> Sam Amy Spider-Man. It's not slander. When it's in print, it's libel. <laughs> That's a great fucking line for that movie. Mm. Uh, let's see. Tennessee. Oh, God. <laughs> is it the red one with like the... It's, it doesn't look Nazi, it looks straight up Confederate. I see it. Oh, well, well, that one looks a bit more... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a mix between the Nazi flag and the Confederate flag. Mm. <laughs> well, good on Mississippi for getting rid of their Confederate flag recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Actual genuine like congratulations. I'm uh, fu- fucking late. Yeah, to be fair though, they were, they were the last ones to do it. So. Yeah, a bit fucking late, but you know what? Better late than never. Ah well, actually, I know a good way to describe. It. Remember how we were saying we were the Florida of the UK? Apparently, the UK is just as poor as Mississippi. Oh fuck so, yeah! So uh, we're as uh, we're the Mississippi of Europe. Great. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, cry about that for a couple of minutes. At least we won't lynch people. I don't think they've done that in years either. But at least uh, we haven't, or maybe we have. I don't know. We did murder a monkey once because we thought it was French. <laughs> To be fair though, that was the English. So, uh, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? What? I didn't know about this. Uh, I can't remember which town it was. It was a town in the south of England somewhere. It was during the Napoleonic Wars. A ship sank. And a monkey was like one of the only survivors. And they all thought the monkey was a French spy. So they hung it. <laughs> they, they hanged a monkey. Yeah. Those fucking English people now. <laughs> 
I mean, he probably would have as well, but you know. Probably. <laughs> oh, man. Someone saw him, he was walking through London with a Manchester United shirt on, and he was just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> there we were. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, fuck, where were we? Oh, oh yeah, they just. Uh, oh, yeah. So they use the box to cut off, like, and the president, like, calls his wife to be like, I'm watching on TV right? too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His wife and sounds the, like a proper wee naggy. Naggy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Who is this man? So the call gets cut off when uh, the power in Lynchburg, Tennessee is cut off. Uh, Snake is then taken to what I assume is the LA Coliseum, uh, now living up to its name, as Snake is then put into a basketball court and told that there is a 10 she- second shot timer. It's a bleep test from hell, essentially. Yeah. He needs to run across and he needs to shoot, make a basket. Run across to the other side of the court, make a basket, he needs to get 10 points. Two points a shot, no, as the, <laughs> as Quirt Evo puts it, no three-point bullshit, which, uh, fuck you, the three-point rule is excellent. It's a, it's an ideal, like, risk-reward system in basketball. I think it's just, three... just Carpenter, because Carpenter loves basketball. I love basketball too, three-pointers are bullshit, bullshit though. I don't know. But, three, um, yeah, three-pointers um, are bullshit, they're great. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But no, it's a bleep test from hell. Um, right, so he has to run back and forth and do it. And apparently, Snake Plissken is a fucking baller. Because he does not miss a single shot. I do have to say though, right, you see somebody doing it and they fail and they get shot by a yeah. bunch of guys that are surrounding like the cage. They would have shot themselves. Because they're all... They're all firing across each other, yeah. So they would have been caught in a crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> and so Snake Plissken is then doing, as we say, the bleep test from hell. And his final shot... Is a full court like lob. Yeah, he actually did it by the looks of things. And uh, yeah. Mm. Wonder how long that took him to practice. Snake then escapes the re- then makes his way out, but Quervo then tries to shoot him regardless, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he successfully completed the game. <laughs> Which, coincidentally, speaking of the game, you all just lost. Snake, snake, snake. <laughs> yeah. They're all, all chanting. It's a nice gun he's got. Don't know what it is, but I like it. Yeah, also, right, he's basically, it kind of looks like a modified AK, it's weird, I don't know. What was that sniper rifle used to use in Colin all the time, the Dragunov? That's what it looks like. It reminded me of one of those. It looks like a Dragunov, yeah. yeah. But um, Snake escapes the the uh, the court, mm-hmm. and then further makes his way out of the arena and manages to distract the gang with a big explosion. Steals Cuervo's gun. Now, here's the thing. I don't know when Quervo was sniping it at uh, at fucking Snake mm-hmm. he was very clearly taking his time single firing the thing right Snake put, picks up this fucking gun and it turns it instantly has a fire rate of like a fucking SMG and just fucking pfft, yeah, yeah. But also why didn't he why didn't Quervo just fucking do that Maybe it's just spray them. Maybe it's shit at a distance if you're doing that. I mean, most guns are, but also, like, why wouldn't he just, like, if he missed the first shot and he was running away, why did he take his time to try and pick out the second one? Why didn't he just go, fuck it, spray the cunt? I don't know, I'm not the militant. He is. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Clearly not, because yeah. Snake gets away. Also, why the fuck does his car have uh, tons of uh, doll heads on it? I think it's just like a mad, like dystopian, uh, fucking aesthetic yeah, but, thing. But 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 why doll heads? <laughs> it's so creepy. 
No mm. other reason. Hmm. Well, I don't know why he's drinking though, because you see him drinking all the time when he's in the car. Do you think he is drinking Jose Cuervo? I think he's drinking Jose Cuervo. Hmm. <laughs> uh, he escapes when he manages to distract the gang by blowing up a car. Surprised these cars still gun, have And leaves through the sewer, followed by Utopia mm-hmm. and Eddie. Mm. Still surprised these cars have gasoline in them. It's like the cars in Fallout. It's like, why the fuck are they still. Well, to be fair, they were. Fallout, they were nuclear power. Yeah, so yeah. You know, they'll have like but a. These car, but these cars, I don't know, they just look like a fucking 1990s Toyota fucking. I don't know. Camry? Yeah. <laughs> They're still full of gasoline. I don't know. Fucking Nissan Micra. Uh, so. <laughs> they dive into the sewer, and at this point, I feel like this, I should mention the set design for this film is fucking incredible. The sewer? Just in general. Oh, the yeah, sewer's well, like yeah. built up really good, but yeah. the sewer's what highlighted it for me. But throughout the film, like all the dilapidated kind of. Yeah, it's like these weird dilapidated shit, but there's still like an element of class to them because it's supposed to be LA. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really fucking well done. Again, very kind of Bioshock esque. Mm-hmm. And that you can see like the remnants of a civilization there. Yeah. Uh, Eddie then shoots. This goes to shoot Snake and shoots him in the leg because there's an earthquake and he can't fucking aim accurately. Who drops the black box and falls down a hole. Eddie grabs Utopia and leaves the sewer. Snake then emerges from the sewer pipe like fucking Andy Dufresne. I'm pretty sure this is where the butthole surface is just blasting as well. Yes. Uh, well. What the fuck is this music? The bubble servers just start blasting while Snake slides out of the sewer pipe. The surfer dude lets, makes him aware that he's going to surf a tsunami that's coming in. Tsunami, bro! <laughs> and Snake joins him. This is the point where this film, 90's too close to the sun. And uh, This is the other sequence that people point out as being the worst CGI I've ever seen. Yes. Also, do you know who's apparently... The green screen looks fucking terrible. Do you know who's apparently doing uncredited stunt work? Who? Tony Hawk. But. But he but he 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 doesn't surf. Surfing, skateboarding is similar stuff. But he says he did it. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> doesn't seem like they can't tell lie about that. Uh, yeah. And if you would, why would you lie? And if you weren't to tell a lie about that, why would you lie about fucking escape from LA? I don't know. So, yeah, but that's apparently Tony, Hawk, Tony Hawk's doing stunt work for this bit. Fucking hell. So, to, the green screen looks so bad. Mm-hmm. And he catches up with Eddie, who's in his car. <laughs> and this shit just looks straight Looney Tunes, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks fucking. It's not good. It's it not looks good. so bad. Uh, <laughs> Snake jumps off of his skateboard into Eddie's skateboard, car. Surfboard, surfboard. Surfboard. Yeah. Because you mentioned Tony Hawk. Mm hmm. And they get a fairly decent fight in Eddie's car while they drive through the streets of LA. Uh, you would think that during the fight scene, maybe the surfer music would dial down to get something a bit more intense because they are fighting in a moving vehicle. It's I mean, quite is, you know quite a tense scene. He is vehicle surfing, man. Yeah. But the surfer music, if anything, gets louder mm. during this scene because we no longer have the sound effects of the tsunami going by in the background. So we're just blasting fucking the butthole surfer music. <laughs> while he fights the cunt in a car. Uh, Snake now has one hour before the virus kills him. It's a very long hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buscemi is fantastic in his role as Mapster Stars Eddie here, I've got to say. He's brilliant. Eddie then takes Snake to meet Hershey. 
On the Queen Elizabeth. On the on Queen the Mary, Queen. sorry. On the, the Queen Mary. Queen Mary, yeah. <laughs> Played by the legendary Pam Greer. Now. Foxy Brown. I need... Coffee. Yes. Elward. Yeah. Bones. She was good in Bones. She in Bones? Yeah. The TV show? No. The film, Snip Dog. The horror movie. Oh, fuck that movie. Yeah. Fuck you, that film's great. It's fuck it. That's a good film. No, it's not. I like it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good film. Right, so, we need to talk about how fucked this character is, right? So... I will say this, it's not any worse than... It's not any worse than any of its peers at the time. It's not that any... That does not, however, excuse it. It's not any worse than fucking Ace Ventura. That's worse, yeah. <laughs> however, that is... the yeah. That bar is so low that it's in the... It's below the crust of the fucking earth. Right? Jesus, if that's the bar we're setting, that bar is the reason that the movie core happened. Right? That's how fucking low that bar is. We've got to go down to the corner of the earth to save for trans rights. Yeah. We've got to pick up the bar and bring it back up again. Stopping the earth earth from turning. Uh, The core was about trans rights all along. Oh no. Too fucking right. Anyway. So here we have a transgender character handled with all the sensitivity and grace that the LGBT community were used to in the 90s. Which is to say, sweet fuck all. Uh, <laughs> her name is, first of all, her her name. Hershey? It's literally her pronouns. No, her, she. Yeah, it's also called she's black. Yeah. Hershey chocolate. Yeah. But I so, think that's what they were getting at. I, I think the whole pronouns thing was just a sort of byproduct of it. But that's <laughs> like, I, I don't think so. I think that's kind of the joke, mm. is that it's her, she. I don't think they thought that far ahead. I literally think it was just she's a, black. Yeah, um, I mean, you thought I it was think, a purely a racial joke. Yeah, because that's what she was known for. In yeah, like black plantation films, so like coffee yeah. and Foxy Brown and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So I think I think that's what they were going for. Okay, yeah, fair. But uh, fuck me. So in order to achieve the effect of Pam Greer being a transgender woman. <laughs> they pitch shift her voice down <laughs> and it is not a good effect nor is it subtle <laughs> if if it wasn't for the fact that this was so ungodly levels of like just like, have you ever seen something that is just so bad and so offensive that it wraps back around to being funny again like <laughs> to the point where uh, it's so fucking ridiculously bad like how could a person ever think that this was a good idea levels of, of shit that you just can't help but laugh that's what this is that is what this is that is why my friend across from me has a shit eating grin in his face because he's holding back the laugh just thinking about this fucking thing because I was laughing when I was watching it I thought it was funny <laughs> yeah it is but it's, sh- it's uh. so fuck and on top of that right Snake's character refuses to use her real name mm-hmm. and calls her by her dead name mm-hmm. because apparently they worked together on a job previously prior to Carjack. Yeah, prior to Hershey's uh, transition. Mm. Right, they were known as Carjack something or other. Carjack Malone. Something. Wasn't like it Carjack Malone? I don't fucking know. Mm. 
Uh, Hershey constantly corrects Snake to say, my name is Hershey, don't fucking call me Carjack again. Yeah, Carjack Malone. Jack Carjack Malone. Yeah. And Snake never once in the entire movie calls her Hershey. Never once. To this film's credit, though, the very minimal credit it gets, right? He doesn't do any, um, like... 90s trans jokes but I anyway move, we'll move on from that uh, just now we get some more terrible CGI yeah because their plan is they need to get to he's convincing them to come with him because like uh, um, to help him essentially to escape yeah he says they're going to get a million dollars each <laughs> yeah um, which apparently there's a difference between greenbacks and bluebacks I don't know what that is they didn't really expand on that I don't know yeah um, I'm assuming that it means like greenbacks is old money and bluebacks is new money. Probably, and uh, they're they're told he, he's telling them that you know a helicopter's gonna be landing somewhere. Yeah, which it will. And uh, that they need to help him, but they, the problem is they need to get to the helicopter first. The helicopter's in Anaheim in the happy. What do they call it? The happy land. I have no idea. <laughs> which is just Disneyland. Yeah. It's in Disneyland. Aye. Uh, so, the gang, including Hershey. The Happy Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Hang glide off of the Hollywood sign to drop in on Cuervo's army. Because apparently there's these wildfires that are raging. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> I mean, yeah, standard California. <laughs> uh, more terrible CGI as the chopper lands right in the middle of Cuervo's army. Oh, God. And some fantastic physical comedy from Buscemi as he hang glides in and, like, smashes into a fucking window or something. He then, like, makes a play to switch out the controls to the black box by, like, dropping the box as he's handing it over to... Fucking. He also does a Marty McFly. Oh yeah! Hey, look over there! <laughs> no, I was just searching. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, and then we get a pretty great action scene. Uh, the rest good. of the group hand group hand glide in and open fire on Quervo and his army. We get an awesome hand to hand fight between Snake and Quervo, which is mm-hmm. very well choreographed. However, up until this point, it should be noted that. We are seeing Snake's decline, uh, sort of declining health. Yeah, because he's... And plus he's like constantly oh, no. coughing and hanging up. At this point in the movie, they just kind of forget that he's sick. Well, no, 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 a no, full-blown no. fucking fight. No, because remember uh, when he meets up with Hershey? No, um, he's coughing and all that during the meeting. Yes, yeah, yeah, but do you remember what Hershey says? What? Because he says, I've been infected with this stuff, and she's like... She says, oh yeah, she plants the seed that it's actually bullshit. Uh, so you're led to believe it might be bullshit, which is probably why you can get into these fights. So we don't know until but even if it was still, but, but no, remember what he's told he has been infected with. He's just been infected with the flu, so it's probably likely that he could. True, yeah, true. So, fucking hell. And apparently, during the filming of this scene, uh, they filmed it in like the back lot of the studio somewhere. Cool. Apparently, though, uh, when they were filming it, uh, they received like tons of noise complaints from oh, really? like, probably people living around. Fuck's sake. Well, you wouldn't you? It's constant yeah. explosions and fighting and shouting. And <laughs> blanks going off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, apart the, we learned that the chopper is bulletproof. Uh, Snake then takes his coat back from one of the guys. Anything can be bulletproof if it's, if it's fake, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's not fucking there. Uh. <laughs> the chopper is fully CGI, by the way. Uh, so Snake grabs his coat from the random cunt that stole it back and says, like, give me my coat back, asshole. Well, good thing he does, because... Uh... Uh, Eddie shoots uh, Cuervo. Remember when he fires the rocket launcher at them? Cuervo didn't have the coat, and the coat wasn't bulletproof either. I didn't say he had the coat. 
The coat's fireproof, right? It's a good thing he, he gets the coat. Oh, is it fireproof? Oh, yeah, it's flame with, yeah, they yeah, say it's flame retardant. Sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. totally forgetting that. But yeah, so some goon ties the helicopter to a car mm-hmm. and attempt to stop it from taking off. Once again, Snake flat out refusing to say her she's actual name screams out carjack who then leans out shoots out the rope and the gang take off mm-hmm. Cuervo gets ready to fire a rocket at the chopper and Eddie leans out the chopper <laughs> and shoots him in the gut was it the gut? I thought, I thought it was like the chest but it's okay. like just below the chest like the kind of solar uh, plexus kind yeah. of area uh, however this doesn't work mm. as he he gets back up again fires the rocket Eddie jumps out from the chopper before the rocket makes impact And then, uh, it's and then the Scum's worst like, physics I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he somehow <laughs> survives that. Well, well yeah, that's, that's fine. Whatever, the chopper's hit full force with a bazooka and just keeps on going. Well, this is the part I think is like the worst piece of physics I've ever seen in my life. Go right? on. Apparently, apparently, just having, just sitting on those two seats will protect uh, Snake and fucking Utopia from a wave of fire that's engulfed the back, right? The fire will go between the seats. We see it happen. Yeah. in the movie but apparently it won't go he, past the seats yeah. yeah it won't go past the seats it'll go between them but it'll go past the seats the seats won't even burn yeah <laughs> so uh, Hershey and all her buddies are dead yeah uh, <laughs> but uh, Snake calls ahead to let them know that he's coming in hot he overshoots the hell bad by quite a fucking bit mm-hmm. instructs Utopia to jump out and disappear and he then plants disappears the, the trees yeah. mm. it disappears yeah he goes go on use the Vietnam technique and uh, <laughs> disappear in the trees <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he then plants the controller in her pocket before she gets out mm-hmm. uh, here's the thing we don't actually see Hershey or the chopper go up in flames or anything we don't see them die they just it goes up in flames and then they just won't never see them again yeah it's implied that they got blown up so yeah <laughs> Uh, it's then it's now that it's revealed when like the guy's kind of the he, sorry the snake crashes the chopper uh, should we, also, we should also say that uh, Quervo Jones is dead <laughs> that shot from uh, yeah it eventually killed him that he shot from did kill him yeah uh, so snake crashes the chopper and then the government surrounds the crash site uh, they ask for the black box back mm-hmm. snake replies not until you give me the cure assholes it's at this point that they tell him the virus was basically just a fast and hard-hitting dose of the flu. Completely non-lethal. Mm-hmm. He's going to be absolutely fine. At this point, a group of government goons drags Utopia into the crash site and Malloy searches her and finds the controller that we'll Snake planted he, on he says, he says, just what he says. He's like, we'll take this one. We'll just take them both. Yeah, why not? <laughs> just take them both. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, because we see um, Eddie uh, using Hershey's... Uh, oh, previously to this, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, go on. So quite a bit beforehand. Yeah, we see... Because uh, we, we, we've established that there's like... Uh, there's two controllers, yeah. one of which is fake. Because his, uh, his tour guide thing looks exactly the same as... Uh, yes, the, the controller is made to look like a standard communication device. Oh. So he takes one of his and it has like a little disc in it. And the he only takes, difference uh, is the disc has the actual disc has a wee red dot on it. Oh, so he takes uh, Hershey's red um, nail varnish, nail polish, and uh, makes dot, a little red dot. The dot, and yeah, yeah, basically making them identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
fucking hell. Hold on, catching up here. They find the control. President orders that his daughter be taken to the chair and hits with a Bible quote. He then gets takes to this podium. I mean, yeah, it changed the Bible quote, but yeah, yeah. It does change the Bible quote. He <laughs> misquotes the Bible, I should say. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny how this um, execution that they're setting up takes a while because she's already in the fucking chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're making her watch the... If they, if just I think they're making her watch, her watch the announcement faster. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> they're just waiting on it for, char- for it to charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 60% keep going. Uh, it runs on D batteries. <laughs> Fucker's going to take ages. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this is the bit where like subtlety goes firmly out the window mm-hmm. as the president full on refers to the EMP as a final solution the sword of Damocles and the final solution the, fi- the fucking final solution are you shitting me Carpenter <laughs> are you fucking shitting me he doesn't like Nazis yeah, yeah no one likes Nazis except for fucking Nazis I mean, if you want to hammer the point home just use, make them use all their like, I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. It's just yeah. it's so out of fucking. It, like yeah. at this point, it's like we've established that it's like okay, this is like you know allegory for like you mm. know the United mm. States going further and further right, and then they just fucking hit out with a straight up quote and it's fucking fried. But anyway, hey man, the Americans had a Nazi party, so fucking yeah, they did twice, uh, <laughs> three times, but fucking yeah, fucking Illinois Nazis. <laughs> uh, okay, Illinois. Uh, we get the classic switch from Snake again echoing the first film you're becoming predictable Snake yeah (laughs) Uh, as uh, he attempts to put in the code as the president attempts to put in the code for Cuba I believe yeah it was Cuba to EMP it and we hear Eddie's tour uh, (laughs) begin to blast out uh, I still think Donald Pleasance's face is the is better. It's better, much better. Escape from New York when the fucking jazz music yeah, starts yeah, playing yeah. over. <laughs> He's like, oh fuck. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, the president orders his men to fire on Snake as revenge for switching out the disc and orders his men and orders the cameraman to film it. Let them watch. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we get an excellent callback to the very start of the film. Mm-hmm. Snake in this instance is a hologram. Mm. And it's a fucking awesome callback to the beginning of the movie. Meanwhile, he's not Malloy, even here. He's just a hologram. Malloy begs him not mm. to use the EMP, stating that, come on, 500 years of progress. You want us to just start again? Snake, don't do it. Mm. Snake then has his, call me Pliskin. <laughs> Puts in the code for the whole world and EMPs the entire place we get some more fucking horrific CGI to close out the movie. Oh, that terrible satellite, yeah. 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 And the world is plunged into darkness. And I like how you see Utopia being like, ha ha, I'm going to They're probably just going to shoot, just gonna shoot her in the face. <laughs> the guns aren't electrified. Oh, she's, she's just going to get blinded. She's just going to get put against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, they'll just hang her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's still dead. She's <laughs> <laughs> just not going to die by all just uh, He then does the classic, like, kind of John Wayne cowboy, speaking of Nazis, uh, fucking John, the mm-hmm. cowboy limp. Because mm-hmm. he's been, like, shot in the leg. He does the cowboy limp and finally gets his smoke. Although, right, the, the smoke, right. The Looks sweet. like a, a cigar. We also don't know how long that whoever cigarette cigar has been lying there. He's smoking absolutely dry fucking tobacco. Yeah. That's going to be a harsh <laughs> That's going to be a harsh one. Yeah, he's going to he's going to cough up a lung. 
like, it's going to be disgusting. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Snake's a man's man. He can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. He's going to gargle his whiskey while he's doing it, you know. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then once he says that they right at the end, he's he bringing face to black. And welcome to the human race or something. Yeah, like welcome that. to the human race. So then yeah. face to black. And we get the classic 90s credits with like the fucking new metal ass soundtrack coming in. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the movie. I had a great time. <laughs> I mean, the movie's not great by any stretch of the imagination. You have enough to get tits and makers, Mark. Uh-huh. But I thought it was fun. Uh, it's a stupid movie. It's one of these movies... I, I never like using this term, but it, it's the prime example when he's... No, it's a t- good turn your brain off movie, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's a good popcorn flick where you're just yeah. kind of sitting chilling out, like. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't really recommend this movie outside of like a fun watch to like take the piss off out of your, uh, take the piss out of it with your like, your pals, like mm-hmm. similar to what we're kind of doing. Or if you're just wanting to watch like really cheesy nineties action movies. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You and know, for some reason, your copy of Equilibrium's elsewhere. Uh, two thousand two. Fuck off! Really. Mm-hmm. Could have sworn that was 90s. Nope. Mad. 2002. But no, I mean... <laughs> I... This movie, is, I don't think it's as bad as everybody makes it out to be. It's not like... Because whenever you hear people talk about this... Oh yeah, and to be fair, make out that this movie is fucking horrific. And to be fair, I don't think Escape from New York is as good as people make it out to be. Oh, God, no. Right, because... But what you have to remember is when Escape from New York from New York came out, mm-hmm. that was like a proper like cool like just the concept alone was like oh fuck this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So it gets by a lot on being not necessarily the first of its type because there are plenty of films that predate it that do similar uh, kind of plot points of like you know the US falling into disrepair, Mad Max being one. Yeah. But the obviously the Mad Max is based in Australia, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, just that idea of like the kind of the urban dystopia as opposed to like you know the, the bombed out desert or yeah. you know the fucking you know that kind of thing was really cool and the setting was awesome and that carried a lot of that movie when it came out as did some of the more eccentric characters however by the time that this film was released that wasn't necessarily commonplace but it was definitely nowhere near as novel as it was when Escape from New York was released and so mm-hmm. as a result of that this film had a lot more weight to pull. Mm-hmm. It couldn't coast by on novelty anymore. And unfortunately, I don't think it really pulls its weight as much as it really should. No, but, um, you know, when this, when this came out, you know, it had a budget of $50 million, right? And domestic... Again, where the fuck did that budget go, man? <laughs> like, the film just, looks so cheap. Do you think it just went to Kurt Russell? Who knows where it went? It's Kurt it Russell get, that big it, did get three, it did get three credits. So that's three paychecks. Maybe. Um, writer, writer, actor, producer. Mm-hmm. That's three paychecks. I mean, domestically, this made a very specific number here $25,477,365, which is just about. Half. It's just another. It's just actually a little bit more than half, money. Yeah. More money than the first movie made. Okay. So it made just about the same, but, you know, because this had a bigger budget, um, made just. A f- yeah. much bigger budget. Yeah. But like over the over time, and I can see why this movie has developed a cult following. You know, yeah. like I can see why, because mm-hmm. um, I, I would pro- I would probably watch this because I find it hilarious. I, I don't um, think I will. But 
Carpenter was talking about this movie, right? And he has very different opinions on this movie than both of us do. Yeah. Right? Escape from... Uh, I'm just going to quote what he said here. Escape from LA is better than the first movie. Ten times better. It's got more to it. It's more mature. <laughs> it's got a lot more to it. Fuck I, off. I think some people didn't like it because they felt it was a remake, not a sequel. I suppose it's the old question of whether you like real Bravo or El Dorado better. They're they're essentially the same movie. They both had their strengths and weaknesses. I don't know. You never know why a movie is going to make it or not. People didn't want to see Escape that time, but they really didn't want to see the thing. You just wait. You've got to give me a little while. People will say, you know, what was wrong with me? (laughs) And then he later went on to clarify a bit. He says, it is a better movie. I didn't do I didn't do what the first one did for some reason. Maybe it was too dark, too nihilistic, I don't know. They didn't dig it as much as the first one. It did okay, but it just wasn't a hit. I'm just delighted that it's gaining that popularity. I really dig his escape from LA and I always have. So he has a different opinion on it. Fair play. <laughs> uh, personally I did not enjoy it. Uh, and I mean, I, again I would only really recommend it as like a kinda as a piss take watch basically. Uh, uh, one thing that does bear uh, mentioning however before we kind of start kind of wrapping up mm-hmm. the soundtrack album <laughs> for this thing the, the, and indeed the soundtrack for this movie is fucking stacked yeah uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name a couple of highlights from this okay mm-hmm. we have Tool mm-hmm. White Zombie mm-hmm. Sugar Ray mm-hmm. and the Deftones Butthole Surfers as well Butthole Surfers also. Ministry. Ministry. Like, we have... We're not going to sit here and list all of the just, people just that are on the I'm just listing off some other big ones, right? So you have yeah. Ministry, Clutch, uh, Deftones, and Tori Amos. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know... You so know. this was a fucking stacked soundtrack. For the, that it came out, for the time that it came out, 1996, this soundtrack is fucking massive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of these songs were... Uh, well, some of the songs at least were originally recorded for this fucking film. Yeah. Back in so, the days when that happened a lot. So. Yeah, it's. It kind of made a weird bit of a resurgence lately. You, know, like you had uh, Eminem doing that fucking venom, venom, gonna get him, venom, doing that shit. But uh. Fuck you, that song's good. Song shit. But uh. Venom is a good tune. It is not. But you know. It's a good tune for a fun movie. It's neither of those things. I like Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> it's neither of those things. But uh, you know. Yeah, the soundtrack of this movie was pretty cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't say the 90s had the best music. <laughs> it had the most music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it had some good stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> no, no, this, right, the 90s gets a bad rap. The 90s was basically the 80s on speed. Uh, so it's the best way to describe it. The 90s was the 80s, but depressed. So. Depressed and also on speed. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, I, I will admit, Escape from New York is the better movie, but I like this a little bit better because you enjoy it a lot more. Uh yeah. To me, this is more fun. Uh, it's, it's, I can I can see that. Yeah. It's, it, it's I don't. It doesn't take itself uber seriously. <laughs> Neither did Escape from New York. Though. It took itself a bit more seriously. A little bit more seriously, yeah, but I wouldn't go mm. as far to say like uber seriously. No, but like this one is just kind of like what the fuck. 
True. I can sit there and watch. I can sit there again and watch this. Um, would I don't I, think I could. Would I buy it? Probably not. But you know, if it, yeah. it's one I, of these things. If it was on TV, I'd watch it. But um, I, I don't think I would. I think I would switch the channel. To be honest, like I would. I. Um, this movie. <laughs> it wouldn't rank very high in my Carpenter list but okay, we'll get into the, the rankings once we finish up here but mm-hmm. in terms of final thoughts we both have very different uh, opinions on this movie uh, you thoroughly enjoyed it uh, I honestly didn't mm-hmm. overall I, I would not personally watch this film again in a hurry but I want to make it clear I do not think this movie's good <laughs> oh no 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 neither of us believe this movie is this good this is like uh, to me, this is like. Um, did you ever watch Gods of Egypt? I deliberately avoided that movie. Right, I watched Gods of Egypt. It's like that, where it's like you watch it, you know it's bad, you know it's pretty cheesy, but it's entertaining. Okay. Like not like in the room sense of entertainment, where it's just like, what? How the fuck is did this? Yeah, get how made? did this get made? It's just like it's a, it's decently put together. It knows what it's doing, but it just doesn't work. You know, and that's funny to me. Fair enough. So, uh, I personally, I just couldn't hack it. Mm. But nevertheless, that is that is it for Escape from LA. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, what's next on the chopping block, Jacob? Oh God! Right, so uh, we're right into late nineties Carpenter with uh, a film I have not seen. Um, but every time I hear people talk about it, they just I haven't heard anybody say it's good. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's uh, 1998's Vampires. Mm. Uh, so thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the podcast and continuing to support. Uh, it really does mean the world that you're, you're spending a wee bit of time with us talking shite about movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we we'll look forward to talking to you again next week when we cover Vampires. Vampires. Oh, God. I God know. save our souls. Oh, it's a lesser bald one as well. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>